Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 99 of the Hooper's Log. It is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2016. Yes, we are now in the beginning stages of spring. The first day was a couple of days ago, but now we're starting to really see the benefits of spring. I mean, think about this. We've been doing this show for 99 episodes since November 2nd, since the middle of fall, since all of winter. I mean, it has been we – are, we are officially coming down the stretch in the NBA season. Obviously, World of College Basketball went crazy over the weekend as we covered four shows. We took yesterday off. We needed to take the day off. It was insane. And we are back here on CLNS Radio through the Hoopers Log on CLNS Radio in the Seat Geek Studios. My name is Simo Buckets. I'm riding solo today. No Andrew Norris. No Jonathan Wagner, no nobody. If you'd like to call into the SeatGeek Studios, my name is Simo Buckets, 323-642-1558. Today is a uh, a very uh, burnt-out edition. There's a lot of news to get to. I'm just going to kind of give you my thoughts and also kind of recap what's been going on in the world of the NBA over the last couple of couple of days, over the last week, because obviously we haven't had any time to cover it with the way college basketball has gone. Uh, you know, obviously with the way uh, March Madness has been rolling along and how intense it's been, we've only been able to cover one game, and that was the, the Spurs and, and Warriors over Saturday. So it's just it's going to be an intense it's going it's going to be an intense next couple of weeks. Obviously, as the playoffs begin here in about I'd say three weeks, the last day of the regular season is April 13th. So yeah, we got about we got about three weeks left in the regular season. Um, and knowing that uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a long long stretch for some of these teams, uh, some tough roads down the line. Uh, there's a lot of burnout going on in the NBA, and last night was another example. Some major stories going on that could dictate what happens in the postseason and how the mindset of some of these players are working to really see what's going on. You're also getting to see as of late, and and as we keep going down the stretch, more and more of what the playoff picture is going to look like in the West and Eastern Conference. And in the West, a big-time injury occurred here over the last couple of days, uh, yesterday or this morning, that I think will dictate who makes it into that bottom spot in the West. But let's get it going. Kevin Hart, get it started for All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Let's just recap yesterday's games real quick. The Hornets beat the Spurs 91-88. to 
The Spurs were up 28-7 to at the end of the first quarter, and they lost 88-91. to Think about that. The Hornets only scored not seven points in the first quarter and won the game by three. They were down 21 heading into the second, and they win by three. That's a 24-point turnaround in a, you know, that's a 24-point turnaround in the span of a, uh, you know, overall a 26-point turnaround at one point as they were down by 23. Uh, you know, I think the Spurs, 59-11, and 11, <clears throat> I think the Hornets obviously are on a different platform of being hot right now. They've been hot over the last month. And uh, since the All-Star break, they've been one of the hottest teams in the NBA. And I think playing in Charlotte, the Spurs have – I think they burned themselves out against the Golden State Warriors over the weekend. They really do. I think they put a lot of effort into that ball game. I think they, they came out flat. Uh, they came out well in this game, and then they just ended flat. I mean, they ended the ball game, you know, with in the second half, 37 points in the second half, and the Hornets outscored them 55 to 37. I mean, that's going to happen, and, and, and they just did not play well enough. The final three quarters, the Spurs just got outplayed. They got dominated, and, you know, th- those kind of things are going to happen, but to get beat like this, it just goes to show you how much effort they put in to beat the Golden State Warriors. And uh, to do what they did, uh, it just goes to show you how impressive it was and how you know how good they are. I mean, the Hornets again are really good, forty and thirty. They're not a joke anymore. We're getting to that point in time of the year now with about twelve games to go, where we're starting to see the reality of these teams. Where we we know the reality of these teams. We know what they're made of. We know what they're doing. We know where they're going to go ultimately. And uh, you know, obviously, the only teams that have let things left to decide are the teams at the bottom of the bracket. Excuse me. <laughs> March Madness is on the mind. The only thing we have on our on our mind right now is really who's going to finish in that eighth spot in the West and East. Outside of that, we pretty much know where these teams are. We know the top seven teams. We know they're going to make it. The top six, automatically, we know they're going to make it. The Hornets are in that top six. They're going to make it in the Eastern Conference playoffs. They're going to do it. They're going to get there. They're going to get there in three weeks, and they're going to be a team that we reckon with as uh, one of the top three teams in the, in the East will have to face the the, the, uh, the, the Charlotte Hornets. And what they've done, again, getting the victory over the Spurs, 91-88. Jeremy Lin, 29.7 rebounds, 2 assists. I have not caught up on any of my wet board performances, so don't expect any of those. I will get caught up on those as soon as I possibly can. The Cleveland Cavaliers destroy the Denver Nuggets, 124-91. They're now 50-20. and They have 12 games to go. I said before the season there would be no 60-win teams in the East. If the Cavs go fifth, if the Cavs go nine and three in their final twelve, they will be the team that will not get in. They they clinched the playoff spot. They clinched their division uh, title last night. Um, they're they're gonna get the one seed in the Eastern Conference. It looks like it's gonna just it's it's just kind of time is telling us now at this point. Obviously, Toronto's only a game and a half back. They have been creeping with the goal with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Been they've been a lot like the San Antonio Spurs in the West to a lesser degree, but they've been a lot like them really just hanging behind the Cavs in their shadow all season long. Are they going to catch the Cavs? I don't think so. Are they going to get into the postseason? Absolutely. Are they going to do some big things? I think so, but for the most part, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are are, are definitely the biggest favorites in the East, and we've been talking about it all season long, and there's really no other reason to bring it up other than the fact that they have just been the best team. And the rumors about, about LeBron James, look, I've been, I talked about this last time I talked about LeBron James. The rumors of him leaving is not going to happen. This guy is not going to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers to go to a different team. Look, he, he set out a mission to join this team and to win a title, and if he leaves again, you know what that's going to do to his legacy? You know that's gonna, what that's going to do to his, uh, his overall legacy as a player? Now, as a, as a, uh, as a talent, as, as what he does on the basketball court, it won't change anything. By the way, he had his, 
41st triple-double last night in his career. Um, but it won't change who he is as a player. It'll change who, who is, what his legacy is when he leaves the game. He would be a guy, if he, left, if he left the Cleveland Cavaliers this time, he would be a guy who would be looked at as a traitor for the rest of his life. I mean, you can't leave a team, come back, and then leave again. You can't do that. Now, if you leave and then come back, that's okay. Like, that happens. That has happened in sports many times. Not a lot, not all the time, but it's happened. And the way he left, obviously, was, was ruthless and, and immoral and dumb. But at the same time, this guy has been around long enough to know that his legacy is very – he knows his legacy is important when it comes to making money and when it comes to being successful on the basketball court. And, you know, leaving the Cavs again would be dumb. I think he knows that this team is, is really, really needs him. For the most part, obviously, they would not be 50 and 20 without him. They might be a they might be a 40 a 40 win team. If lucky right now, 35 win team. If lucky right now, fighting for a playoff spot, they wouldn't be in the playoffs as well as they are without LeBron James. They need him. 33 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists last night, and a win over the Nuggets, 124 to 91. Again, wrapping up their division and waiting for the postseason here over the next three weeks. Really, now they're just kind of going to kind of wait to to wrap up the number one seed in the in the East. And they should be able to dominate for the rest of the way. Pacers beat the 76ers 91 to 75. Again, Pacers now 33 and 37 and 33, looking like one of those teams that is going to make the postseason automatically. The Celtics beat the Magic 107 to 96. The Celtics have 41 victories in their first 71 games. Talk about a team that really has come out of nowhere this in, for this entire year. The Boston Celtics are looking like a team here, especially through CLNS here as we cover the Boston Celtics. They have been a team that is just. I'm telling you, they have, they have blown the doors off of everybody. They have found ways to stay relevant in the Eastern Conference and dominate. I mean, really, they've dominated. They have. They've, I mean, 41-30 and 30 is not a joke. It's not a fluke record. It's not, it's not a record to, to sneeze at and look at, okay, you know, whatever. No, they're, they're a legit top five, top four team in the, in the East. And they're battling right now in the middle portions with Charlotte, Atlanta, and Miami in the middle portions of the East. But they're going to make the postseason, and they're going to do some damage. I think they're one team to look out for when it comes to the small ball factor and this Boston Celtics team, if they can find a way to really muster up some playoff wins here in the postseason coming up in the next three weeks, they're going to be a team that they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. And if they can just kind of get on a little bit of a run here, find a way to get back into that three spot like they were about a week ago, who's to say that they can't go on a deep run and get into the, get into the Eastern Conference Finals? It could happen. Will they win? No, I don't think so. But can they get into the Eastern Conference Finals? It's highly likely. It's possible. And uh, and and who's to say that it wouldn't be them? to have the opportunity to do so. Uh, the Pistons beat the Bucks. They needed this victory. It was a huge win for them. 92 to 91, uh, Pistons get the win over the Bucks. A, a lot of intensity, as you're starting to see here late in the season, in the NBA season. You're not seeing these 135 to 100 and, you know, 121 ball games. Obviously, the Cavs scored 124 last night. But you're starting, to see the, you're starting to see the intensity ratchet up a little bit here in the final month of the season as the Pistons win 92 to 91, getting the victory. 37th win of the season. They're now only a half, only a half game back, one game back in the win column behind the Bulls. Really tied overall with the Bulls, but they're but they're point zero zero one winning percentage points away behind the Bulls in that eighth spot. The, the Wizards are are right there behind the Pistons as well, as they dominated the Hawks last night, one seventeen to one hundred two. They're thirty five and thirty five, seventy you know seventy games in the books, twelve games to go. The Wizards are trying to find a way to sneak into that spot. And I think realistically, when you look at it all, especially after the way the Pistons beat the beat the Bucks last night, 
you're looking at a situation now where I think the Bucks are looking from the outside in and their chances of making the postseason is very slim. Orlando's not going to make it. New York's not going to make it. As we know, the Nets and Sixers haven't been eligible for about three months now. Um, but the Bucks, the Bucks are, are they still have a chance? But they have they're about seven games back with ten with twelve to go. It's looking like they're out realistically, but it's really coming down to these three teams in Chicago, Detroit, uh, and Washington in that final eighth spot. And that's going to be a fun one to watch because, as we know, Washington's good enough to make the postseason. But if there's any indication of what they've done all year, they've been a disappointment all season long, a lot like the Bucks, They've been a disappointment throughout the NBA all season long. And seeing that, you know, 35 and 35, they should be better. They should be 45 and 35. If they were, think about this. If they were 45 and 35, they'd be the third spot in the East. That's the difference. I mean, that is how razor thin it is in the Eastern Conference. We talked about early on in the year how the Eastern Conference might actually be better than the West and that the parity in the East is better than in the West. Obviously, that hasn't proven to be true. As you can see now, Dallas is the bottom team in the Western Conference. They're 35 and 35, and you're seeing the the Warriors – excuse me, the Wizards only – two and a half out or a game and a half out of a spot in the playoffs. And they're 35-35. You're seeing the, the parity in the Eastern Conference. It's good, but we, we clearly don't see the greatness of the teams. Look, the separation between the one and two seeds is enormous. Eight games. I mean, we know that the separation is enormous in the West, but it's for different reasons. Look, Oklahoma City would be the third best team in the, in the, in the Eastern Conference right now, and, it would be, and they might even be the second best team in the Eastern Conference, whereas in the West, nobody in the East would sniff what the West is doing at the top. Golden State and San Antonio are on historic records as of now. The Clippers, they're really close to clinching a playoff spot. Oklahoma City's already clinched the playoff spot, but San Antonio Spurs, again, they're way ahead. Golden State, way ahead. I mean, it is a... It is a uh, it is a challenge at the top there in the West, whereas in the East, I mean, it's a challenge too. But everyone's kind of hovering around that mediocre range, whereas in the West, you got a bunch of teams hanging around in the 40 spot, and then the bottom kind of drops off. But the, the top teams in the West are truly the best teams in the Western Conference: Memphis, Los Angeles Clippers, Oklahoma City, obviously San Antonio and Golden State. They really are the class of the NBA. Whereas Cleveland is kind of hovering with those teams. They're not. I, I mean, definitely they're with those teams, but the Toronto Raptors, could you really make the case that they're with a team like the Clippers? I don't think so. They're great. They're a good team. They have a great front court, a great team, but when it comes to overall you know, overall abilities to, to you know play with teams like the Clippers, I don't think they could do it. They can't play with Oklahoma City. They can't play with San Antonio or Golden State. Only Cleveland can. And so the West is still the more dominant conference, but we're seeing it kind of – we're seeing the Eastern Conference, as we said, have a little bit more parity – at the bottom compared to the West. Uh, the Bulls beat the Kings big-time victory as they stay afloat in that eighth spot in the, in the Eastern Conference, 109-102. to 102. Paul Gasol, 14 rebounds, 14 points. Big-time game there. DeMarcus Cousins had 19 points, 18 rebounds. Big-time game for him as well. And the Warriors extend their game, extend their extend their record to 63-7. and seven. Probably the greatest 70-game uh, mark in NBA history at 63-7. and seven. I mean, it's, it's laughable. It's a video game, man. It really is. It's a video game what they're doing. They struggled in the in the fourth quarter, but so did the Timberwolves, only scoring 20 points. You can really see in some of these quarters here late in the year that the intensity is ratcheting up, but also these teams are all very tired. I mean, look at look at the Magic and Celtics in the fourth quarter last night. 18 points for the Magic, 16 points for the Celtics. That's just teams being drained. Obviously, the Spurs only scoring 16 points in that quarter, 20 points in the fourth. 
for the Warriors. It's 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 getting down to it where these teams truly need that break before the postseason for the good teams at least. Uh, this will be a, this will be a stretch for the Warriors here as they win today last night, one hundred nine to one hundred four of them over the Timberwolves. But this will be a stretch here for the Warriors, one hundred nine to one hundred four as they get the victory. The next twelve games is going to be really where we see history and where we where we get to see this team and and what they're made of. The next three weeks for this Warrior team is is huge from the standpoint of historical ramifications. Uh, of them trying to break the Bulls' record, all they got to do is go ten and three or ten and two now to break the record. They can do it; it's possible um, to tie the record. They got to go nine and three. They can do that too, um, but it, it's going to be tough from the standpoint of if they struggled against the Timberwolves early on. You know, the game was tied going into the fourth. If they struggle with the Timberwolves, I mean, obviously after the way they played the Spurs and Steph Curry did not look very good again last night. You're looking at a potential situation where the Warriors could come into the postseason flat, and they might struggle a little bit. I mean, they might struggle a little bit getting into the postseason. Are they going to be fine? Are they going to win a lot of games? Are they going to get to the Western Conference Finals? Yes, they will. They'll be fine. But you're, you're going to see the heart, of, the heart of a champion from all these teams going forward. The Warriors, the Spurs, uh, obviously the teams in the, in the East, the Cleveland Cavaliers. All this drama revolving around the NBA right now is just a result of guys being exhausted. I mean, they are. They, they are. They've, these guys have been going hard since November, the beginning of November, end of October. It's been, it has been a tough time. And, and uh, as the schedule kind of turns around for spring and baseball gets heated up and obviously all the conversations going on in the NBA and obviously March Madness coming near, near its end, it's, it's, it's a time in the NBA where you really start to see the true – the true teams that want to win and want to be successful come out and come out and, and play the way that they play. And you saw the Warriors struggle. They struggled last night against the Timberwolves. Again, they got the victory, but they struggled. And for those of you that think that it's an automatic that the Warriors will win the title, look, just watch the way they've played the last couple of games, and they have not looked good at all. And granted, the Spurs played great on Saturday. I'm never going to debate that. But at the same time, the Warriors, they, 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 they're not healthy. They're not. They're looking flat. They're looking like a team that's really kind of just hanging on hinges right now. When it comes to historical ramifications, they're still a great team. They're still legendary, but when it comes to this uh, this stretch of the season, this is where you start to see the true passion of your team, and you start to see the true heart of your team and what they want to do if they want to get into the postseason or not. And, and ultimately, that that stretch run is what decides what the team looks like. Grizzlies get the victory over the Suns, one hundred three to ninety seven. Zach Randolph, fourteen points, thirteen rebounds. Again, remember I mentioned he said he had a pretty big triple double over the weekend. And he kind of came into this one a little flat again. And 14, rebound, 14 points, 13 rebounds, not a bad performance, but not like the greatest thing you've ever seen. Um, but seeing that and seeing what the NBA looked like last night, again, it's not a shocker as to where everything's going and what it's looking like. Um, but uh, you're starting to see it all happen. Chicago, Detroit, Washington fighting for an eighth spot. The Dallas Mavericks had some pretty bad news this morning. Chandler Parsons is out for the season with an, with an injury. Um, and they're only a game up on the Utah Jazz and five games up on the, on the Denver Nuggets. And who's, I don't think Denver's going to come back. I don't think Sacramento will either. New Orleans is done. But Utah could find themselves in that eighth spot. And who knows, maybe they could find themselves in the seventh spot by the end of the season. It happened last year. It can happen again. The Utah Jazz can find a way to creep back up into the Western Conference playoffs if the Dallas Mavericks can't quite get the victories they need without Chandler Parsons. It's a possibility. It could happen. Utah Jazz team has a chance of getting in. And if Dallas can't find a way to stay healthy and stay afloat, uh, you'll find they'll find themselves there. And, and Dwight Howard is also kind of getting a little weird. Obviously, the whole stick'em thing of him putting the stick'em on the basketball and 
all that drama and all that look. It's 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 fascinating what this guy does. You've heard on the Hoopers log before Jake Chapman talk about what a guy like Dwight Howard is like. He's just a complete drama drama queen, man. He just drama all the time. That's all he is. He I don't necessarily would call him a cheater, but the guy is definitely all drama. And from that perspective alone, I mean, he he says this team now is a potential championship caliber team. Look, Dwight, that that ship has sailed. This team is not a championship caliber team now. You're 35 and 35 in the first 70 games of the season. You're 500 in the first seven games, and you've had one of the more rockier seasons in the NBA that this team has seen, and that that this NBA this league has seen. It's one of the more rocky teams in the NBA. This team is not a championship contender this season. I'm sorry, they're not. And, and if you think they are, you really got to put down the drugs. You got to you got to find a way to to just just stay on course with the team because all you're doing is staying 500. I mean, seriously, they're on pace to finish in the seventh or eighth spot at 500. And the, he says they have a championship. Court. Look, one of the first two teams they'll play in the postseason is the Spurs and Golden State Warriors. You're not beating them. You're not beating them, Dwight. You're not gonna you're not gonna win a series over Golden State or San Antonio this year. It's not going to happen. It's just not. Portland is is better than you. Think about that, Dwight. Your team is the same team, if not more talented, than the Portland Trailblazers, and your team is one a half game back of the Portland Trailblazers. That's all you need to know. Like your word means nothing right now when it comes to your opinion on your team and how good they are. They're nothing. Like the Houston Rockets are trash. The only thing good about them is is James Harden from the top of the key, your ability to rebound the basketball, play somewhat somewhat good defense down low. And your your your, your role players are kind of eh. I mean, don't get me wrong; they've been playing a little bit better basketball here over the last month or so, but they're nothing special compared to Golden State, San Antonio, Oklahoma City. Those are the three teams in the West that are just clearly the class of the Western Conference. Los Angeles, eh, the Clippers kind of have a kind of have an outside look. The Memphis Grizzlies have been playing really well lately. Shockingly, with the loss of Marcus All, they have really played well. But they're a pretender. We know they're not. They're, we know they're not a legit team to compete in the West. Portland has been a pretender all season long. They're they're very talented. They're a great team, but they're not. They don't have a lot of talent. They're a 42, 43 win team at best, as we're seeing right now. And they're not going to beat a team like Golden State, San Antonio, or Oklahoma City in the playoffs. They could beat Los Angeles. They could beat the Memphis Grizzlies, but that would be a huge upset. And Houston, for them to think they're a championship caliber team is a is a flat out joke. Um, of a discussion piece. Uh, Anthony Davis is also out for the season with, I believe, an, an injury. Apparently he's been playing through his, a torn labrum for three seasons now in uh, in his shoulder. This guy this guy has just really been uh, banged up this season. This team has really relied on him a lot. And, and, and they, unfortunately, the Pelicans have just had a really poor season. 26-43 and 43 now is their record. Uh, they're, they're not playing good basketball this year. They've been hurt. They were hurt at the beginning of the year. Eight and twenty-seven on the road, four and eleven inside the division, which again is a brutal division with the Mavs, Rockets, Grizzlies, and Spurs. Brutal. They they they're not the same team as a year ago, and I would not expect I would not expect anything more than them to blow up coming into this uh, coming into this off season and finding a way to rebuild around Anthony Davis. For they really need to do so because this guy is their franchise. Obviously, signing a big time deal in the off season last year. Um, now heading into this off season, as they're about to here in the next three weeks. Um, I expect a lot of changes in that New Orleans Pelicans organization. And what's really sad is they got rid of their head coach because they wanted to get further. And they should have never gotten rid of their head coach at the beginning of the season. They never should have. So from that perspective alone, the New Orleans Pelicans, I feel for them with the loss of uh, Anthony Davis out for the season, obviously, with his uh, surgeries going on in New Orleans. So uh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in the NBA. 
obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're here on the Hooper's Log. Feel free to call in. The phone number is 323-642-1558 is the number. Let's give you our picks for tonight, obviously, on an NBA TV Tuesday. Actually, a TNT Tuesday, a special day for, for TNT. They're going to be doing games tonight. Uh, Rockets and Thunder, Grizzlies and Lakers will be on TNT. There's four games today on the NBA. Hornets play the Nets. Uh, don't be shocked if the Hornets win by more than six and a half. They're favored by six and a half. Take them. They should dominate that one. Heat and Pelicans, that'll be fun to watch. But the Pelicans should have Anthony Davis on the on the bench of him trying to get healthy. I think uh, the Heat will win this game, and they'll find a way to keep moving forward. I don't know if they'll win by eight and a half, but they'll definitely win the ball game. <sighs> Rockets and Thunder. Rockets are, are coming into this one playing in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's trying to hang, uh, trying to just – Lock in that third seed for the Western Conference. Nine and a half game, nine and a half uh, point favorite for Oklahoma City on TNT tonight in Oklahoma City. Take them; they're going to dominate. They should dominate over the Rockets. And then the final game of the night: Grizzlies and Lakers. Take the Memphis Grizzlies; they're going to dominate the Lakers, favored by three and a half. They should get it done. Take all the favorites today; they're going to win. Uh, a lot of inconsistencies from a lot of teams lately. Um, I think Russell Westbrook will find a way to get his 15th triple double of the season. It's been uh, it's been a very fascinating road the last couple of weeks in the NBA as a lot of a lot of small teams or a lot of, a lot of lesser known teams a lot of teams that aren't playing well are playing better. Um, this is kind of the time of year where you start to see uh, no names like like Bo Bojan Bogdanovic last week who had 40 points in a game. You're going to see stuff like that here over the next couple of weeks from from bad teams because they're just trying to find ways to stay relevant within their city and trying to find get people to come to the ball game. So only four games in the NBA tonight. Obviously, college basketball gets kicked back off on Thursday as they bring up the Sweet 16, the first four games in the Sweet 16, and the next four games on Friday. We'll, re- we'll preview those for you on Thursday and on Friday. But for now, the Hooper's Log is, is in effect. Episode 100 will be tomorrow. Oh, episode 100 will be tomorrow. We'll recap the games from yesterday. It should be a relatively quick show. Um, and for the most part, um, for the most part, I mean, the NBA is what it is right now. It's really the dog days. I mean, I don't know about you, man, but getting uh, doing this, and I'm doing this for the last 99 shows now going into episode 100 tomorrow, it has been burnout city as of late. I mean, Andrew's been in the hospital, obviously burning out. Um, you know, uh, Jonathan Wagner's working. He would love to be on the show. I know that right now, uh, but he's working. But it has just been, it has been a long road, and, and, and it's, it's all going to pay off in the next three weeks once we get to the reg- once we get to the uh the postseason and once it all begins. So um that's that's me. That's my name is Simo Buckets. Episode one hundred will be tomorrow on Wednesday, March twenty third, two thousand and sixteen. And I promise to make it a good one. Um we'll we'll talk about what happened in the world of the NBA tonight. We'll recap, we'll we'll preview what's to come for Wednesday tomorrow. Uh and we'll also kinda get you get you started on what to expect uh, in the world of the NBA over the next couple of weeks as the, as the regular season starts to, to wind down and everything starts to get itself situated and figured out here over the next couple of days. So uh, anticipate that. We'll have more coverage. We'll have more insight on what's going on, and I'll, and I'll update all of my information that I need to as much as I can here over the next couple of days to get you into what the NBA is all about here over the next couple of weeks. It, it's, just been, it's just been tough. It's been tough. It has been a very it has been grind mode here over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, with college basketball and the NBA going off the way it's been going off, um, it's been grind mode, and uh, we should be getting into the postseason conversations here over the next couple of weeks. It'll be a fun one. 
stick with the Hoopers log and you'll be here. Okay, so we got about a minute left. Like I said, episode 99 is in the books. At CLNS Radio, my name is Simo Buckets. Go to C- at Simo Buckets 253. Check me out on Twitter. Also, we have we have our website. It hasn't gone up yet officially, but we will have it up here within the next couple of weeks. And once Andrew gets back on the show, he'll give you more information on that. Obviously, our YouTube channel. We have not got on our YouTube channel in a little bit. March Madness destroyed us when it came to our time and uh, just our, our, our visions and all that kind of stuff. It's just been brutal. So we will get back on the horse. Try to do it tomorrow, episode 100 on CLNS Radio for the Hoopers Log. Thank you again, everybody. Have a fantastic day. Go watch some basketball. If not, if you a break, go enjoy yourself. Take the breath that you need to get away from basketball for a little bit if you need to. Um, and if you need to hear some, some breaking news on the world of basketball, feel free to listen to us. Again, the Hoopers Log through CLNS Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a fantastic day.